Welcome to the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast, where entrepreneurs can come to be educated, enlightened, and empowered for success in their business pursuits. Welcome to another episode of the Fundamental Entrepreneur Podcast. We are so glad you're here. And today we are joined by Jamie Miller from the Art of Conscious Communication. Welcome, Jamie. We're glad to have you here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, Danielle. Cheers. You are. Yes. So, Jamie, tell us a little bit about, you know, what your business is. I love it's Conscious Communication is the, the name of your business. So tell us what you do, what you have to offer. Okay. All right. It is always interesting when someone asks me, what do you do? And I teach conscious communication because you've had other people on the podcast, right? That you've interviewed and you'll ask them that question. And then what they'll yes. start doing is they'll go on a tangent, start telling everyone what they do. And, you know, and I find that that's a strategy. I, I practice what I preach to people. So rather than just go off on a tangent and tell you a bunch of things, the idea to have the greatest conversation is find out, for instance, if the other person values what you do. So I could turn around to you and Daniel and say, do you think communication is important? How would you answer that? You would say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great. So if I was to ask your audience, do you think communication is important? They're going to say yes. And then I could turn around and evoke emotion and say why. And now your audience can think of oh, why is communication important? Oh, it's important for these reasons. Oh, I think it's everything. I think it matters in every situation I go into. Terrific. So rather than just, to, I basically teach people how they can engage in conversations so that they can go in with a, a heightened sense of predetermined outcome that they want to take place, legally, ethically, morally. So they're not. there's no manipulation Yet they're understanding if I can find out what this other person wants from life and I'm able to give them that, we're going to have a very, very effective conversation. And a lot of people that I help, for instance, are there's a lot of business people who have never studied communication. There's a lot of professions such as uh, being a realtor or being a financial advisor. You get a license to practice something that requires someone to get to an emotional space, yet there's no prerequisite for learning anything that comes out of your mouth in order to obtain that kind of license. So I'm glad to see your head nodding yes. That means that you get where I'm going with this. So I help people in a number of professions because communication transcends all industries, uh, particularly people where they get licenses to practice something that requires that, that would help them dramatically in that area. I love that. No, you are absolutely right. Because I think as business owners, we go into it and we have this great expertise, right? We know what we're doing and what we do. But you're right. We don't know how to communicate. We don't know how to sell. And I mean, I'm guilty of this, right? And so I think it's a skill that we all need to learn. And we all know that we need to learn it. But yet we don't recognize that we're not good at it all you the know. time. Because of what we were talking about a bit beforehand, it probably would be helpful and you can share that. I'll take, take your reaction as a, a preface for how the audience will view this. When we get passionate about doing a business, because we're going to be talking to entrepreneurs who are looking to go into business for themselves. One thing that can happen is we get very passionate about it. And typically what that will lead to in communication is we overshare. We'll go and tell everyone like everything like we think that they should value in what it is that we're doing. And we're not doing ourselves any favors by doing that approach. Yet there has to be that passion when you're going to do something. Well, my, 
Let's take out Leaf out my mum's book. She says, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. It just happens to take me till 42 years of age to figure out that uh, uh, love what you do part. So, Yes. So interesting that you say that. So how, how is it that we find that balance between oversharing and being passionate, but being concise in our communication to who we're talking with? Great. So something I preach to my clients, if I ever find myself, because sales 101, let's call communication, you know, I call it art conscious communication. However, like me getting my daughter to eat vegetables can technically be viewed as a sale. All right. The idea is I'm not going to tell them to do anything. I'm going to get them to tell me why they think they should do something. All right. And so with regards to oversharing, if you or if uh, the audience or if I myself ever find myself in a position where I'm talking, and I consciously catch myself in that moment, I'm sharing too much. I'm literally going to take a pause and I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to put the other person in my shoes. If I was telling you, Danielle, have you ever found it that you get so passionate about something, you just start sharing? Has that been something you've ever experienced before? And you're going to say, yes. I'm like, do you know what? I just did that. Hey, just out of curiosity. And I'm going to take control again of the conversation. Out of curiosity, pure curiosity, genuinely, did anything I just share really stick out in a positive way? for you and now I at least get to know were you paying attention to all this overshare that I was doing so I can be like okay I'm back on board here um, another great thing is the desire question rather than share something you think you bring a value and just share it tweak it into a question hey I've I've done this so many times for so many clients where I've got them you know, selling and, and, and selling multiple homes to the point that they've lost count of how many houses they've sold this year as realtors. Is that something you would be excited to know more about and get a yes from, okay, and now why would you want to know about that? So you're basically telling someone what you've done, but you tweak it into a question-like format. And now you know, because if they say, no, I'm not interested, now I can avert and go a different direction. Right, no, that's great. And I think, you know, I'm reminded of like, you know, in corporate America, when we teach, we're taught all of the different ways to interview employees, right? And that's one of the things that we're taught is let them do all the talking and you listen because you're right. That's where you gain the most insight into for as a front employee, what they, what they are capable of. But so that's great. So, so you are a, let's call it a sales coach, a communication coach. Is that correct? That is correct. Funny when it comes to interviews, I don't know if I've uh, shared this with you before. One of my, my most fulfilling thing I've ever done in my life from that standpoint is I go and teach in the, the prison system here. Like pre what's going, pre the pandemic, I could physically go along and they had had me teach in their chapel and I was teaching the inmates that were going to get out how to be more confident when they go into their interviews because they lack security. They're like, oh, this person, why would they take me seriously? I've got a criminal record, all right? Or they'd go in the opposite direction, think this person should just accept me the way I am. And I'm like, no, there's a nice in-between. And if you interview people, you'll know that you get to that section where you ask them, hey, do you have any questions for me? And eight to nine out of 10 interviewers I've ever surveyed said, most people say, no, I'm good, thanks. And if I share this as a golden rule, it's fascinating that people actually don't know this, but here's, a, here's probably the most unbreakable formula that anyone can learn that I didn't learn till 30 years of age. Whoever asks the questions leads the conversation. 
So when an interviewer shares with someone, hey, do you have any questions for me? Understand, you've now been given control. So just to say, no, I'm good, thanks, you've given up an opportunity to really uh, ask the other person the question. So just like you mentioned, so the interviewer can do all the talking, all right? And the right. interviewer can do it. So again, not to go off on a tangent, I know we've got a time frame, and the idea is to share as much helpful information. Uh, but that's the most fulfilling thing I do is definitely has been that from a philanthropic standpoint. So. No, that is, that is such an awesome way to give back. That's amazing. Oh, great for you. Um, so tell me what motivated you? Cause you came from corporate America, right? Uh, it's interesting. You shared, I could be vulnerable. I, I'm going to be vulnerable. And I was, one way you could look at it to be corporate America. When you're a speaker and you speak in the industry I was in, they gave you an impression you are your own business. Just because you're set up at like as an escort, you're not an employee. You're not a W-2 employee. You are an entrepreneur and it's not corporate. It was kind of like a, the mindset they would give you around it. And the truth be told, Danielle, I would still say, just to be blunt, it was corporate. I was getting on an airplane based on somebody else's schedule, not my own, and be and they had set up the schedules to when I was going to speak. Uh, the luxury is is they arranged for how many butts were in seats, so to speak, in front of me. I hadn't. Uh, the idea is you're told you're an entrepreneur. You're really not an entrepreneur. I don't believe you're an entrepreneur until you have to go and put those butts in your seats by yourself. All right, and figure out really you know, not, uh, it's a, it's a lot more daunting than, gotcha. than, than working for the premise of another company. So it's, does that make sense? Does that make sense? Definitely to you? makes sense. Yes. I, no, I get it. So not conventional corporate America, but still, yeah. The idea that your schedule is based on somebody else telling you where you need to be, how you need to be doing your job. Yeah. yeah. I get that. So what motivated you to start your own real entrepreneur business? Okay, so have you ever seen the movie Jerry Maguire? Absolutely. Okay, do you remember when he has that sleepless night and he writes a 300-page like dossier on how he thinks things should run and then he left the office with the fish as a result of <laughs> it. The, the dossier got handed out. So for me, I was in, I'll never forget, I was in South Carolina. I was in a car with another speaker and he was, I'm 43. And this guy was like in his 60s. And I'll never forget, there was so much politics within the corporate American world. And I realized I was going to get sent to Grand Rapids, Michigan, even though my numbers were better than the guy who's getting sent to California next week. And I just got this epiphany. And this 60-year-old man next to me was complaining. And I was like, if I don't change my life dramatically, that is going to be my situation in life. I'm going to be beholden to where somebody else thinks I should go regardless of my regardless of performance. And I realized I have to make a drastic change. And so I had a sleepless night in December of 2018 where I, I was like, where does Jamie Miller provide any value anything for somebody else where I've studied something that I can pass on in knowledge and it can help people. And all I thought is for the last 20 years, I've studied the psychology, not in a formal classroom, but the psychology of how to evoke emotion in front of a big group of people. So I thought, can I teach other people 
how to basically sell, how to communicate. The very next day, very fortuitously, I'm at, back in, in Orlando and I go to the gym and I bump into a, a teacher. Her name's Erica. And she, she wants, she doesn't want to teach anymore. She wants to be a running coach. Her passion is running and she's very good at running. So she was very authentic with what she, she knew. And she, she, I'll talk to her. You can might be able to hear my puppy Bruce, by the way. This is life these days. So I get talking to her and I said, how, how is it going bringing on clients for you? And she goes, oh, it's a bit of a nightmare. Sometimes a client will go for 45 minutes an hour and I don't bring them on. I'm like, 45 minutes an hour just to bring on a client? I'm like, I tell you what, here's what we'll do. I will create a script for you, just a simple script, an outline of what you can ask clients. So you ask questions and then they respond. And all you should be doing is listening. Between January and May of 2019, she brought on 33 clients. And then at $3,000 a pop and then went traveling. So she quit corporate uh, teaching and went into full-time running coaching. She's still a running coach to this day. And by May, I realized this works. So I, in May, I called up the company. I said, don't put me on the schedule anymore. I'm not doing it. And as I share with you, I burned the boats. There was no other option. And my puppy Bruce that you just heard, was my only goal for last year was get a puppy. Because here's what I knew. If I'm getting a puppy, that means I'm never getting on an airplane again. Because I would never ever get a puppy if I had to get on a plane. So that was the way that, it wasn't a monetary goal, it was a, I'm gonna get a puppy. And hopefully, I think that it's a simple lesson. If people focus on money, it's gonna, it's gonna probably elude them. If people focus on a, something like that, it's amazing how the reality of what came about. Oh, that's awesome. So I love that, that concept of burn the boat. I've heard that before. And I think it's a great concept. It's like, don't leave another option on the table. If you know, this is what you want to do, go after it and go after it with everything you've got. So it's so, so from the time you decided to make a change, it took you five months. Is that right? Five, six months? It took, it, it took seeing Erica having success. It's one thing to believe you can do something. It's another thing once you see it actually happening before you. And that burned the boat. I literally put myself this mindset, and hopefully this helps people. I was either going to – I was prepared to be homeless. It's not happened, and I knew it wouldn't. However, I had this mentality. I'm, I've I'm, I'm, uh, got two kids. I've got a mortgage, bills, all the stuff that's – come about and I said I don't care if I end up under a bridge I'm going I've got there's no going and getting a job it's I'm going to make this work and I'm going to attack it and I will say that May and June of last year were the two longest months of my life and they seemed like I feel like some gray hairs may have come in just from those couple of months uh for sure uh but the Burn the boats mentality is that scenario where when the old explorers, they would find land and they were either going to thrive there or they were going to die there. So I've literally, I embodied that mentality to going into this business. You know, I think here's a message I'll share and I think it's helpful. Three things need to take place in order for a business to succeed. You have to believe in what you bring to the table You have to get someone else to believe what you bring to the table and you have to have someone else value what you bring to the table. 
It's got nothing to do with a mission statement, nothing to do with a business plan, no business cards, no website. It's if you have those three things, if someone tells you you need to have a business card, you need to have a website, you need to have this. It causes more analysis paralysis is what I found for most people because they get all this information that they feel they need and they could actually make a sale beforehand for themselves. So. No, no, I totally agree. And I agree with your top three things, but we actually do, in addition to that, include a business plan because we figure we, you have to have the fundamentals in place to know where you're going in the end. But important that you have the support system around you and can generate the income quickly. So great job for you, like having such a quick, like a strong mindset and a quick turnaround on your success. So that is... um. You know, something that I think will be valuable for our listeners and just knowing that just having the right mindset, we say that all the time, having the right mindset makes all the difference. You know, Darren and I just actually did a book review on the magic of thinking big by Dr. Swartz. Same concept, right? If you believe it, it can happen. So it's just getting your mindset in the right place to be able to have that success. And so I think that's great. So, so tell me in the last year and a half how has this decision changed your life i would have to just say dramatically from the standpoint of i mean like even looking at the adapting and pivoting of mindset that has to go into the place that i'm doing something virtual right now where i'm looking at a screen rather than talking live in front of a big audience of people to get business uh, the luxury of being able to get up in the morning, take my kids to school, uh, to take Bruce to the dog park. Uh, right now, you see, you can maybe make up Foxtail Coffee. I make, when I first started my business, the whole thing is I made Foxtail Coffee in Winter Park, my office. And then obviously everything closed down. So I made it my home office. But my, my goal was, can I take my puppy Bruce into Foxtail Coffee, sit in there, and literally converse, bring on clients, have clients come and meet me there. And it's a lifestyle thing, Danielle, getting to do what you want to do, when you want to do it, how you want to do it, and actually enjoying and being passionate about what you're doing is, it's amazing from that standpoint. Uh, I will say, no, it's not easy. I'm I'm legitimate when I say May and June, it wasn't like, oh, this is just easy. Um, What I would encourage is you plant seeds, you know, technically, I planted a seed by filling out a submission to be on this podcast and you read stuff. It doesn't happen by accident, you know, and, and some things can take five months in order to materialize for you as a business when you meet someone. Um, but I encourage everyone to that that is not fulfilled doing the employee route. I think the entrepreneur route is definitely one that's not for the faint of heart however i think the rewards to answer your question are outweigh any of the other elements that come into play no i definitely agree and that's what we tell our listeners you know be patient enough to get the rewards in the end but with that in mind what has been your greatest obstacle as you've kind of launched your company in in this year and a half Okay, lack of what you don't know and figuring out where to leverage the right individuals in your life. So, and I'm still, it's always a work in progress. I will never ever say I know everything around communication. Right now, I've got a book that I'm reading that the power of nice with negotiation. 
I don't buy into somebody saying they know everything. It, even if we were having lunch with the owner of Blockbuster back in the 80s, we'd think we're meeting the most amazing, successful individual on the planet. And then where's Blockbuster? We're not around anymore. So you can never act like you, you know it all. And I'd say my greatest obstacle is I operate a lean business where I'm a solopreneur, so to speak. So I don't believe in leveraging a business where I want employees personally. However, that shouldn't stop me to leverage a marketing expert that knows more than what I do when it comes to social media. Given what's going on in the world, I've now uh, gone more social media, obviously, for doing posts that have, uh, that have attracted clients my way. And there's, I've got the dot-com secrets book by Russell Brunson that I need to get brushed up on. And so I would, I would say the obstacles are always come down to a lack of knowledge and we don't know everything. And it's to lean in the right places for the, the, the right people, Danielle, in those areas that we don't know. Uh, if someone said, what's the greatest thing to come out of COVID for me? It would be, I learned how to stream from Zoom to Facebook and I'm fascinated by that, <laughs> all right? And uh, scaling the business to do virtual, it ends up being more lucrative in the long run doing virtual, but you've got to get happy doing what we're doing right now. You've got to get the mindset right to be happy with this. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you know, getting out of your comfort zone, right? And trying different things and, and adapting as the changing economic circumstances. And the obstacles are not quitting when you go through sleepless nights at the beginning. Everyone's, if the, the expectation has got to be there, that it's completely natural. I'm sure when you and uh, uh, Darren, did you say, went on this journey, it, 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 would I be accurate to say that you may have had a sleepless moment or uncomfortable moments or, or thought processes of, are we doing the right thing by our family or things of that nature? And I think Absolutely. people... I think people need to know that is absolutely normal, all right, to have. And stick to the core. Yeah, no, that's a great reminder. And, yep, I absolutely agree. It's it's definitely not for the faint of heart, but it's definitely worth it in the end. And like you said, it's just it's seeing the success of your clients or those that you're helping that make the biggest impact, I think, and just keeping that drive alive. And so, yeah, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. So you also have a book, is that right? I do have a book, yes. It's interesting. The book came about because someone told me you need to have a book to be uh, credible. So I created a small ebook that gives the credibility. That might be advice that other people will give people that go on the entrepreneurial uh, journey. It got a shout out recently here. And yeah, it's it's. Uh, I don't find book. I find books are great. I find that teaching face to face, virtually, or teaching in person, where some you can't ask a book, "Hey, I'm facing this situation. How would you communicate in this specific situation?" in a in a book. However, I do have a communication book that teaches some of the formulas, so to speak. Gotcha. No, that's great. And yeah, it is, it is common to have that, but it's, you know, it's still, it's still an effort to put it together. So, yeah. so great for you on that. So, and what is the name of your book? It's the art of conscious communication. Great. And can you, where can people find that? 
You can go on Amazon. It's an ebook on Amazon. All right. It's, it's designed as a reference guide so people can practice. A lot of parents, for instance, tell me it helps them with their kids. I use different examples in the book because uh, communication transcends every situation. So right. it's got multiple examples of formulas that people can use, pick up, practice. Great. So, okay, so I know we're running out of time, but tell us where our listeners can find you, connect with you, and I'll see what you have to offer and and just, yeah, just be able to connect with you. Fantastic. Rather than give my phone number out, what I'll do is I'll give my email, all right? <laughs> so uh, people can reach out to jamie at artofconsciouscommunication.com. That would be the probably the best, warmest approach they could do as a result of this podcast, Danielle. So it's Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, at artofconsciouscommunication.com. All right, would be the best way. There is a website, so they can go and check out some stuff there. You talk about making a difference in people's lives. There's a little video on there where they can see what people have had to share about the experiences as a result of what I've taught them so they can get some more validity verification and confirmation there with that um and that would be the best way to reach out to me great and can they find you on social media as well oh yeah absolutely uh i'm on uh facebook as jamie miller I, uh, jamie miller's a quite common name danielle so i'd like if they uh if they take type in art of conscious communication on facebook that's the primary. Uh, uh, that's the primary social media platform, and that's an interesting lesson for everyone. Just because you are good in social, you don't. You're not necessarily going to be great on every single platform. I find my target market is on Facebook. You know, it's it. it a lot of people might think it's on LinkedIn. Uh, you don't have to be a technical wizard on technology to do fantastically well. Uh, but at Facebook, yeah, Facebook would be the best one for me for them to reach out to me and be engaged. Great. Great. No, and I think that you make a point there that I think is a valid point. Like a lot of people are kind of that social media acts as like a barrier for them to want to get out there and put their self, you know, kind of out there in that space. But, you know, you make the statement that you don't have to be an expert to be able to just jump on and and dive in and do just be you. Right. Just just be the authentic person that you are. I don't know why so many people struggle with that. Uh, being authentic or being original. I give I give everyone full permission. Be yourself. Don't be a robot. Don't copy somebody else. And just if it's not rocket science, if you provide value out there on social media and it resonates with an audience, and you pose a question rather than make statements, anytime you do a, a post as a lesson for your viewers, when you go and do a post on social media, if you pose a question, it will get way more engagement from people and way more comments. All right, then any statement you can ever make, all right, when you pose a question. And I don't know if people can start thinking more deeply around that and be like, I need to go and look up all my social media posts and see, have I made a statement or have I posed a question? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's a great tip um, for our listeners. And, and it is, you're right. It's like you said, if you ask the questions, you're going to get the answers. Instead of just telling people what they need to think or do. So. Yeah. Well, Jamie, I appreciate you jumping on with us and sharing your story with us today on This Is Your Story and look forward to kind of watching you and seeing where you go and love to maybe entertain the idea of you coming back and sharing with our listeners 
you know, how to have that better communication and talk about those, you know, tips and making that happen for them and their businesses. I would love that. That would be fantastic. Great. Well, again, thank you for joining us. It was great to talk to you. Cheers. What a fun interview with Jamie. I hope that you got some great value out of this episode. And don't you just love his accent? So fun to talk to him. I love the idea of that he shared about burning the boats as he transitioned to entrepreneurship and just really knew that there was no plan B for him and went after it. Now, that'll work for some and it won't work for others. But if you are in that boat <laughs> to say, then... By all means, I hope you got courage to go ahead and burn your boats and go full in with your business. If you are the type that needs more of a transition, take your time, plan it out. It, you know, everybody's journey is different and you know what is best for you. So make sure you're true to yourself and how you transition that. But I love the idea he shared there. And until next time, we hope that you um, have great success in your journey. If you have questions, please shoot them over to us. If you have ideas for us to um, share on this podcast, we want to hear from you. Um, so in, if you want to learn more about us, go to ascent101.com. You'll find all about us. Also, make sure you follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We'd love to connect with you in, um, in there as well. So until next time, we wish you all the success possible in your entrepreneurial journey.